everyone, welcome to a new episode of Salary Cap. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you are doing well today, better than my Dallas Cowboys who are absolutely abysmal. But we are very happy to have you along for this episode. And today we're gonna talk about sports betting and dive into an interesting aspect of this market. I'm excited to explore it today with, with Chris Bevilacqua. He's the CEO and co-founder at Simple Bet. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm excited to get to dive into exactly what SimpleBet is, uh, what you're doing, and uh, and some of the nuances to that. But first, Chris, let's let's just start off and talk about the the market for sports betting right now in the United States. Kind of give us your lay of the land and and lay it out for us in terms of what's going on in the world of sports betting. Well, if you think you know, we started SimpleBet literally one month uh, into, before PASPA was repealed, so about two and a half years ago. So. Mm -hmm. Always in the category, always try to be in the category of better lucky than smart. And so we, it was just great timing. But if you think about what's happened in, the, in this market, right, in the U.S. market, uh, you know, in the last two and a half years, it has been phenomenal, right? So we now have uh, a regulatory environment that has really sped up, ironically, recently because of COVID. And you've got now 22 jurisdictions, including Washington, D.C., already, you know, with live with sports betting. you got another dozen who have passed legislation that'll be coming online. There were three more that were on the ballot uh, last night or uh, a couple nights ago that have been approved overwhelmingly. And so I think you've, you know, in a, in a matter of two and a half years, right, it's turned into, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry with, you know, if you look, depending on, you know, what um, estimate you look at, and I think it's a, a pretty good consensus around 20 to 25 billion dollar being the TAM, right? The total addressable market if you look three or four years out. And you know, we're just getting started. And so there's just a, a lot of stuff going on. It's very exciting. Well, one of the things that, that I've noticed, and I'm sure sports fans around the world and, and across the country have noticed, is that uh, five years ago, you would never really see betting lines and, and odds being included on ESPN or on uh, maybe the ticker that goes along the bottom of the screen. But now that's really become commonplace, which almost just shows how mainstream sports betting has gone when it was something that you never really saw five years ago. No, I think that's exactly right. And I trace it all back to my good friend, Adam Silver, right? When he wrote the op-ed in the New York Times about why sports betting should be legalized in the United States. And that's really where, if you think of it, that's kind of where this all kicked off. And, you know, obviously that got a lot of momentum. And then of course the Supreme Court case with New Jersey, you know, being decided to repeal pass, but that all, you know, all that sort of started back then. And like you said, it is now much more commonplace to see those things you know, and very broad-based viewing options and things like that, that, you know, that indicate, you know, kind of in, engagement type products as you're watching, you know, uh, sports on, on live broadcasts on television, as an example. Certainly, certainly. So th there's a term out there that I've only recently become acquainted with, uh, acquainted with and heard of, and that's micro-market betting. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what that is and, and what that means. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that really is the heart of what SimpleBet, you know, in, in our business, right, we're a technology company, we're a B2B company, we've made, you know, a major investment over the last two and a half years in machine learning and automation um, with the, the mission to power the future of fan engagement and sports betting in particular. And our focus is, as you said, um, on what we call micro markets, right? So our technology enables betting experiences that that are really more engagement driven and entertainment driven betting options in that 
a micro market is a bet that is available as a game is going on that is created, suspended, repriced, and, and resulted all in a matter of seconds or minutes. So in other words, we take what is typically a three-hour baseball game or a three-hour football game or a two-hour basketball game, and we cut it up into millions of mini moments throughout the game that are bettable options. Those are called micro-markets. This is really fascinating, and I absolutely love this because um, it, w w what's really interesting to me is if you place a bet before a game, you then have a long time investment and uh, there's a long wait kind of for the payoff. And we tend to be instant gratification type people. And I do think that this really does enable a new level of fan engagement just as you're watching, you know, what do you think is going to happen on the next play? What's going to happen in the next inning? Things along those lines. It's really a shot of adrenaline that keeps you engaged in the game throughout, which is exactly what, what, you know, leagues and teams are looking for, right? No, you're 100% right. I mean, you're sitting down there in football country, right? And by the way, get in line on misery. I'm a New York Giants fan, okay? <laughs> so it doesn't get any worse than that. Um, but the first, the, the first set of products that we've rolled out around our micro markets are with uh, FanDuel. We just started rolling them out about eight weeks ago, and it's on a game called Play Action. So you go to the FanDuel um, fantasy sports app, or you go through the sportsbook app, you can, you'll see our game. It's called play action. Okay. And so we have a game that's embedded in the FanDuel app that allows you as you're watching the Cowboys or the giants to bet on every drive. And now we have play level mark so we can bet on every play. And so over the last several weeks, right. And these, this is a new product, right? It's a free to play game and it, it, it has contests that go every quarter. And so at the end of every quarter, you can win cash prizes. And so just to give you some numbers here, in the last several weeks, you know, our, our products on play action have, have, bet, have users betting over 43 times per game per user and spending um, over an average of about 26, 27 minutes on the app. About 26 or 27% of all the users are spending an hour or more on the app. Wow. About 10% of all the users are spending two hours or more. So when you, when you, you know, I think you said earlier, these are really super engaged. These are incredibly super sticky uh, engagement products. And this is only eight weeks into it. And we really have had no marketing behind it yet. So this is, we're super excited about all this. And I know Fandle is as well, because they're using this as a customer acquisition tool, right? To bring in new fans that where they are legally uh, able to bet in states, they're trying to convert the free players to real money betting players. It's a, it's a, a marketing tool, um, you know, right now, but obviously uh, our business is predicated on getting these same products in real money betting and have people placing micro bets as the game is going on throughout the game. And it's a really super entertaining experience. So tell me a little bit more about the back end of this, right? Because this is a, a lot of machine learning and things like that, which can be scary terms for people if they don't know exactly what that means. So give us some of the, the nuts and bolts and the, the back end of this that really powers and drives how the betting works. Tyler, me and you both. I'm, a, I'm like a sports media guy. I'm 35 years in the sports media. Industry. Right, right. Uh, no, listen, I, I know what I don't know. What we, what I, but what I can tell you is, um, yes, we have a, a heavy-duty investment in machine learning. So, you know, we've got about 40 people at the company. You know, about three-quarters of all the people at the company are machine learning engineers, data scientists, and 
product people, right? And so the way, you know, and like I said earlier, we're an enterprise software solution, right? So we take our product, right, which is, you know, a, a software-based product, and there's a heavy investment into the machine learning side that um, creates all the models. So like, as an example, um, in order to build our micro markets, we have to have a huge set of historical data, right? So we go to the leagues like MLB and the NBA and the NFL. I'll give you an example. In the case of MLB, they gave us 10 years of historical data, right? So that's about 4.8 million pitches, about 800,000 at bats. And all of our you know, data scientists and machine learning engineers use all that historical data and they start building models to create all these micro markets. So that allows you to come up with options where you can bet on every pitch or bet on every at bat. In a football game, you can bet on every play or on every drive and basketball, every shot or every possession. And so you need a lot of historical data, which the, the, the data scientists and machine learning engineers take that data and they build models out. Then we have what's called market mechanics automation, right? So that means we have a, a platform that takes the live feed from the game, right? So that's sport radar or uh, stats performed that are the official live uh, providers that give us the incident feed that says, this pitch came in at 92 miles an hour. It was a curve ball or it, it was a ball, it was a strike. Or this, this batter, right? has a, you know, Jose Altuve's record against Clayton Kershaw over the last three years was he had 30 at-bats and he had seven hits and he only swings at a 3-0 pitch, you know, so many times. So you have all that data and then you take the live data feed and that allows us to create um, the market mechanics all automated so that, so it's all done with machines, right? And through a software that creates the market, suspends the market, right? Because you can't have people betting in the stadium and then calling their friend on the phone, you know, three, three miles down the road to make the bet. Like, so there's a suspension element where you're turning it on and off. And then depending on what happens on that incident, it gets repriced. The odds get repriced, right? Cause if it's a two Oh pitch and it's now three Oh, the odds for a walk just went down, right? Cause it's, he's more likely to walk. So all that happens in real time and is resulted. And that's all done through automation. So we have, you know, a first of its kind platform that uh, enables all of these micro market bets for the three major sports in the United States. And just to give you a, a number, like the, our initial set of markets, we have two and a half million markets available, right? For in-play betting for football, baseball, and basketball in total. So tomorrow, if we were to integrate our product onto a, a sports betting site like FanDuel, they could then offer two and a half million bets across those three sports in game day one. And then derivative markets that will come down the road, we think we can get up to 10 or 15 times that amount because you, you, there's endless number of things you can do with, with a, uh, this type of technology and create new markets. And you can do things like parlays where, like I use the example, I'm a Yankees fan. Um, and so I bet, uh, Aaron Judge on the third pitch will hit a home run to right field over 400 feet. Like you can make bets like that available. And there's any kind of permutation like that that we can do with our, with our platform. That's, that's extremely exciting. I, I love the, the potential of that and what it can do in the future. And that, that's, that's amazing. And I, I can't wait to, to sit down and play around with this a little bit more and, uh, you know, and to just 
uh, have that experience of engaging during a game. That's, that's really exciting to me. But how do you see this continuing to grow in the future? Obviously, as sports betting uh, becomes legalized in more and more uh, states, that's going to be a big thing. But where does the technology continue to move? Is there, is there a point, you think, where, you know, say the, the NFL signs a deal with FanDuel and then offers this, uh, this sort of thing through the NFL app or, or something along those lines? Where, where do you see things continuing to move? Well, I, I definitely see, I mean, there's clearly um, a lot of investment coming into the whole industry, right? So you know, obviously you're seeing it with all of the M&A activity, right? You got DraftKings went public. They're now $20 billion market cap. Flutter and Patty Power and FanDuel, you know, are similarly sized. Um, you know, so you've got a lot of vertical integration going on between technology and customer acquisition companies, which is what they are. You've got you know, kind of challenger brands like PointsBet. You've got media companies coming into the, you know, the, the, the ecosystem, right? And you've got, uh, which is really exciting for us because what the media companies will do with all their reach platforms as the two things collide, will just market it and make it much more accessible to the casual fan, which is really sort of where we're targeted, the casual mm -hmm. fan. So I think you're just going to see the, um, the investment that is coming, in our view, is on the product side. Because you know, heretofore there were there were no real investments into the product side. It's a very commoditized, you know, over unders, outcome based bets, um, you know, things that have been around forever and ever. And that was one of the things that you know, hence the name simple bet. Like I didn't even know how to make a bet, right? I don't <laughs> know what plus two fifty or minus one eighty means. I, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Right. But you said, you know, bet $5 to win $10 that this pitch will be a ball versus a strike. Like, I get that, right? Mm -hmm. It's a much easier, um, more intuitive uh, experience. And so I think what you're going to see over the next number of years is a lot of investment into product innovation, UI, UX, really simplifying how to make a bet and the, the friction behind it all, um, you know, moving away, right? And then you have technology so you have like 5g and edge compute technology and video compression technology that will allow you um you know to take the latency out of the experience so like when you watch your dallas cowboys at home it's about six or seven seconds behind what actually is happening in the stadium by the time the signal hits your tv so when you talk about fast moving micro market bets what we're all moving towards is a, is, a, is a single screen experience where you have the video with mm -hmm. no latency and you have the ability to engage with that in real time with no delays anywhere in the world. And, and that's where I think if you look out four or five years where the whole industry is heading. That's, uh, that, that's very exciting. And I do like the, the accessibility of this, the simple bet aspect, like you mentioned, uh, where you don't have to be a wise guy that understands every, uh, every term and every nuance that's existed in sports betting for the last however many years. It's, it's simple. It's easy to understand. And that really does appeal to the person who might not know what plus 200 means or minus 120, you know, might not know what all those terms mean. Uh, but wants to be engaged and wants to play along with the game. And I, I think that that's particularly uh, exciting and engaging. And, and you have to think that, that networks are going to love that, um, that engagement that you're providing where people are going to watch more games and they're going to watch for longer, right? And I think that that's going to be a, a really exciting thing for the sports media industry. Oh, I, I think 100% right. I mean, I think we're getting a lot of inbound interest just from the media side. Mm. I mean, because if you think about the IP, the rights holders, right? So the leagues, right? That supply all of 
<laughs> the content, the live events, together with their media partners, the ones that actually pay them money, rights fees, to then go out and sell the, the live experience, a live game. And what do they sell? They, they sell it, on, they have a subscription, right? They sell it to cable TV when you take subscriber fees and then you sell it for advertising, right? So their currency is, is people watching, right? That's what they're selling. They're selling engagement. So if we have a product, like I was saying earlier, that makes people watch at their phone for an hour at a time, right? You're, that's phenomenal engagement. And so if a network or a media company is convinced that this is a pr type of product and a product experience that will drive more consumption, you know, just think about the value that that adds to the IP. So if you're the NFL, who by the way, is about to go into the market and sell their media rights packages, and they're gonna get a very, very healthy increase from what they currently have. These are rights that are all in the thick of it right now. When I say these right, meaning sports betting and interactive and data rights, which are now 10 times more valuable than they were even the last cycle because of all this. And I think it's gonna to lead to you know, obviously some big lift for them on that front, but the customer experience itself, right? It's gonna to lead to more personalization. Like, so in our world, we call it like bet discovery. So it's great that we got these two and a half million bets, but if you really use the technology and data the right way, the idea is to surface the right bet at the right time in front of the right viewer. And that then makes it a much more personal experience. And that's really where technology and machine learning and the stuff that we're doing is gonna be extremely valuable if, as you look down the road. Well, it's an exciting time and I can't wait to see more of this as we move into the future. And so Chris Bevilacqua, CEO and co-founder of SimpleBet. Chris, where can people learn more about SimpleBet and some of the things that you're doing? Well, two, I do two things. Go to FanDuel, you know, and download the FanDuel app if you don't have it and get on play action. It's a free to play game and just play it. It is super cool, very engaging stuff. And then if you want to learn a little bit more, just go to our website, www.simplebet.io. And we're, we're up there with all kinds of good stuff. There you go. Simplebet.io for more information on Simplebet and what they're doing. And of course, go download that FanDuel app and, uh, and, and play play action. It sounds amazing. I'm going to go do it as soon as we get done here. And I will uh, play along while I watch my Cowboys get crushed by I don't even know who they're playing this week. Chris, thank you again so much for joining us here on Salary Caps.